The listening audience could not hear my eye roll, but if they could, they would know it sounded heavy. Would it be so bad if an 84-year-old got into heroin? Welcome to the Cat Organizational Podcast. You idiot. It's written down in front of you, you idiot. This is like the buffalo chicken rap of answers. I haven't heard about hot orcs in a while. We were so horny for motion controls in 2005. I can't wait to come back and tell you how it was Noah's Ark, you asshole. I would also like to retroactively say I've never had cotton candy acid. So Andrew's 100% doing a voice, right? Everybody get off IMDb now. Time to record. This episode and probably this whole this whole podcast is a mistake. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how this is Lin-Manuel Miranda's world now, and we're all just living in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Hamilton came out this weekend, and it is... <laughs> It is all my Facebook is, is Hamilton and Hamilton critiques. Did y'all see that Weird Al did a uh, Hamilton polka? It's so good. No. It's so uh, very maybe? good. It's, yeah. one of his, it's one of his like song mashup ones, and it, it's just highlights of the musical, and it's eight minutes long and fantastic. That's awesome. It's so awesome. There's also, um, someone did the entire musical in a poorly done Adam Sandler voice. Over like karaoke <laughs> tracks. <laughs> Amazing. Um, oh, good. It's it's the worst, but in the best way. So, guys, today we're talking about Mario because we've got Paper Mario coming out probably right around when we drop this. When's... I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so ready. yeah. I think as the time of this recording, it's still supposed to be the end of July. So we'll see if if uh, 2020 has its way with Paper Mario. If murder hornets haven't attacked that or something now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so Mario, he is, you know, the leader of his own franchise, Nintendo's mascot. He's the leader of the bunch. You know him well. Bunch, you know him well. What if Mario just had a coconut gun? Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> That's it the episode. Fires and spurts. That's the episode now. What if Mario had other thing, other assets from other video games? I don't like thinking about Mario with a gun because it leads too close to Shadow the Hedgehog. Then he has to assassinate the president. It's a whole thing. <laughs> In Paper Mario, the Origami King, colon, <laughs> yeah. assassinate oh, the president. <laughs> yeah, it's actually just a Hitman clone. <laughs> But featuring all Mario like assets and, and IPs, they don't yeah. they don't like mature up the the imagery at all for it. It's a me, motherfucker. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I'd pay six ninety nine for it. I wouldn't delete it off my Switch. So, guys, the Mario Paper Mario, the RPG kind of entries into the Mario franchise, and before Paper Mario, Mario RPG had only been attempted once. No one really liked it except Todd. Okay, well, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> he he listens to this podcast. <laughs> um, but one of the things that made the original Paper Mario so popular is its colorful cast of uh, player characters that you would recruit and round out your party, like any RPG. It's never about Mario. It's about who Mario interacts with and deals with. So now... A very popular franchise, and with Origami King set to come out and continue its popularity and be the amazing game we all hope it will be and not a waste of $60. Like yeah, me. definitely based on a four-minute trailer, we can <laughs> definitely assume that it won't be a host of problems like most of the Paper Mario games are. <laughs> but we're all on that hype train, so we're all hoping that, it, that we're rewarded and not sorely disappointed. So, 
Nintendo is gearing up to release more of those fun, memorable, pl- memorable player characters that will make fun additions to your party comp. Um, and they want to do that as DLC, and have asked us to debate this to help them come up with new ideas. So, today I am joined by Matt Mini Egg Cole, Todd Kiss Thief Thomas, and Andrew Headbonk Henderson to help Nintendo and I by coming up with new characters that you will overpay for to extend your Paper Mario experience. I just need to put this out there that if you told me that Andrew's actual nickname for his whole life <laughs> was Headbonk, I would believe you. Yeah, it it kind of tracks. I might I might try to just like make that canon now. <laughs> make that it work. It sounds like it sounds like I mean when you when you get to like a high school hockey team and yeah. like it's on the yeah. back of someone's jersey and you're like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah. I'm going to start putting that in like presentation powerpoints and like pitch decks headbonk and just like introducing introducing andrew headbonk henderson and just like but just say it like completely straight right and be like oh yeah yeah. this is uh this is your uh your your vp of account management andrew (laughs) headbonk henderson hey everybody it rolls off the tongue really well is like an old-timey boxing name like in this corner headbonk henderson yeah yeah because you got to drop the first name it's just it just headbonk henderson it's something about henderson it just really lends itself to these middle name nicknames because yeah, yours is always the most fun to to come up with. It's the alliteration, yeah. <laughs> I'm left with questions over mini egg and kiss thief, and I feel like we're doing an injustice by not addressing them. <laughs> so these are all these are all moves taken from the Paper Mario series. Oh, all attacks okay. you can use in the Paper Mario series. <laughs> Mario is quite the kiss thief. He is. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised if Ki- I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Kiss Thief is a Luigi move because they they p- play Luigi as this like weird awkward player in in the Paper Mario games. I, I thought like, Kiss Thief was. I from think that's the the Boob Ghost. Boob right? Ghost. Yeah, oh, Boob Ghost yeah. from Thousand Year Door. Yeah, because yeah. Mini Egg is the is the the punk Yoshi. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was the ghost was normal because her name was Vivian. the The cloud was the boob cloud. <laughs> oh, boob cloud! You're right. You're right. Is it? I I thought they were both ghosts. And as much as I as much as I hate to make the joke, boob cloud. Like looking at the art for that, I remember a decade ago being like, "Wow, that that cloud is like twenty percent boob." <laughs> yeah, that's that's some that's some DC comic style art they got going on there. <laughs> that's some Supergirl art right there. It's hard to say. Looking at the picture, she could be a. I think she's a cloud, but she could also be a ghost because she's purple, and that would denote ghost. It doesn't Ghostliness. matter. <laughs> That's what the episode is about now. We're determining the the makeup composition of this. <laughs> the of this. level of ghostliness. So, guys, what character are you bringing today um, as potential DLC for Paper Mario Origami King? What do they do? What's their role in a traditional RPG party comp? Most importantly, what is the signature move they will bring to their to your team, and what does it do? Uh, Matt, start us off. Okay, so let's talk about one of my favorite forgotten assets from all of Nintendo canon, Pachyderm. Spelled Pac- the fuck is Pachyderm? Yeah. Oh, I'm on board. Keep going, Matt. E period. Derm. So Pachyderm is the weird elephant guy from Yoshi's Story. Uh, who held a stop sign and you couldn't jump over him. You had to ground pound in front of him and knock him over and then jump over him and run away, right? So Pachyderm, for whatever reason, I have a lot of really strong memories of Yoshi's story, possibly because the first time in my life I remember 
pooping my pants was while I was playing Yoshi's Story, and that's a story for a different day. Everyone remembers their first. (laughs) That was not... That was not the story I was expecting to come out of <laughs> why you remember Pachyderm. Well, there's Yoshi's story, and then there's my story, and they're two very different things. But Pachyderm is this character who, like, I really remembered from Yoshi's story. And if you ask me to recall anything from Yoshi's story, I don't remember a ton about the individual characters, but I remember Pachyderm because he was such a unique character to that game. And I thought, because I haven't played Yoshi's story in 15 years... He must have been in, like, every level for me to remember him so much. No, Pachyderm shows up three times in the first level and never again. He's, he's your tutorial wall. He, like, makes sure you know yeah. how, to, how to jump the gap that's coming up. And exactly. the game won't let you pass until you show prove you can do the mechanic. It's like, did you know Yoshi could ground pound good because you're going to need it? So, Pachyderm exists in Yoshi's story exactly three times, and then he's also in three of the Super Smash Brothers games as a trophy in Melee, a sticker in Brawl, and then a spirit in Ultimate. So, r- rumored to be the next DLC character in Smash Pachyderm. Too? Fingers crossed, man. <laughs> Pachyderm for Smash. Right? Hashtag. So anybody who doesn't remember Pachyderm, after all of this conversation, he's just an elephant that wears a polka dotted diaper, he holds a stop sign. That's all you need to know. Elephant, polka dot diaper... <laughs> Holds a stop sign. Can't jump over Tons the stop sign. Tons of characterization there. <laughs> yep. So Pachyderm is going to join the Paper Mario RPG team as your defensive tank. Right? Okay. He's got this big stop sign you can't jump over, and he's going to have very, very few offensive moves. Like high HP, great shield, very, very low damage. But output. But you just plop him in front of your... He's your front line. And right. Cat. So Pachyderm has two specific things that you can do with him in battle. His special move or his signature move is that once per turn, you can send Pachyderm's stop sign out to the front of the field and it blocks all attacks from the enemy line, which is a pretty great move, but it costs a lot of mana or magic or flower power <laughs> or whatever origami whatever the, uses. whatever the resources in it's uh, origami or, folds you get, yeah, you exactly. get five folds <laughs> you have you have exactly ben folds you have ben hey. folds um no, i don't so, like that joke oh man that was for someone but <laughs> that's his like signature move his special ability uh if you haven't played paper mario you can rotate the order of your team members in battle so you can decide who's in the front of the line and who's in the back of the line. So if you rotate Pack up to the front of the line, then he is on the front line with his stop sign and no enemies can attack over him. But that stop sign works both ways. You can't attack from the back line either. So if you just want to send your tank out there to take some punishment, it's great while you heal your other characters but you can't do any damage while he is on the front of the line. Gotcha. So he's he's a wall in both regards, but he's a good wall when he's up there. Exactly. So he's going to be a pretty cool addition to the RPG team. His lore is completely forgotten, so we can just make all that shit up. And <laughs> You already gave us his lore. He wears a, he wears a polka, a polka dotted, dotted diaper, diaper. And has yep. a stop sign. You guys got it. You guys got all the meta. That's all you need. But he's going to be a cool addition to the team. Because he's going to be a super heady character to use. And some people are really going to hate him because he has no damage output. Other people are going to hate him because he breaks the game. Because you can heal all the time. Yada, yada, yada. 
Paper Mario needs a shield. He's going to be your shield. I love the idea that Paper Mario has a meta. <laughs> yeah. High level strategy for Paper Mario. I would love to get into the Paper Mario meta if competitive Paper Mario ever became a thing. Um, Todd, what do you got today? Who are you bringing to the party? So I want to go back and say one more time that Paper Mario RPG was one of the most best and perfect games of all time do you mean super mario, mario RPG? rpg the game that's that... what i said what'd you say <laughs> the, the one on, <laughs> here, wait, the here's, one on here's, a, here's a clean here's a clean cut of me just saying super so that matt can cut it over the, when i just said paper super so i will not cut use that, that over okay so it's, we're good moving on <laughs> uh, super mario rpg was just such a good game and i want you all to know that it took a lot a lot to like not have Malo be my answer today. I really, I really set a lot of this up so you could bring Malo today, Todd. And you know what? They could have, they could have gone into Nimbus Land and all these other things. Anyway, not the point. He, he's on the bench today. Um, much like everyone's meta playstyle, Malo is on the bench. <laughs> anyway, so of all the things that uh, you know, I love most about the Paper Mario series, it's that your sidekicks are always these enemies, like uh, a Troopa or a Goomba or a Bobomb that were all good guys. They were bad guys that were that were somehow reformed. Um, and you know, Kyle, we are going to maintain that exact equation because that's the way the designers intended. And <laughs> any deviation from that very specific equation is blasphemy to the A series. betrayal to their vision, yeah. A betrayal to their vision. So anyway, Kyle, um, I also grew up really loving the Kirby series. So today I am bringing a, a Bugsy from the Kirby series as... Uh, Paper Mario's new favorite sidekick. So if you're not familiar with Bugsy, Bugsy is the big pincer um, wrestling bad guy from the Kirby series. And much like Pachyderm, he, you know, only he had he had more uh, appearances in Kirby games, but he was a a trophy in like Super uh, Mar or Super Melee or shit Smash <laughs> Brothers Melee. Can't remember all my super paper games. super paper Mario Melee. Super paper one. Mario Melee Sunshine. RPG. Yeah, uh, Sunshine <laughs> inside Bowser's digestive tract. Um, oh, my favorite so, DLC. <laughs> <laughs> so he was a trophy from Melee. He was also uh, a, a spirit, but he's not ever been a playable character. Um, anyway, so so Bugsy, he's this giant pincer uh, bug that does wrestling moves, and it's so cool. And so he he flies, he dashes, but most importantly, he uses these these wrestling moves. So Bugsy, who this version is going to be a Bugsy who has been neglected from his his family for whatever reason. His name is Brugzo, because that just sounds like a good, <laughs> a good Bugsy, a, yeah, in like, universe like, name for a a Bugsy. Yeah, like a like a like a pink Bomb is Bombette. I mean, that passed, and everyone was cool with that. So we have we have Brugzo, and he's going to be Mario's beefy boy. Um, because kind of like what Matt was saying, there really hasn't been a traditional like tanky sidekick, and so this is going to be a tanky sidekick who is built for taking enemies to Punch Island, and that's the <laughs> role. That is the role that we've been missing from Paper Mario games, and so. It, it truly hasn't been filled right since Bowser in Super Mario RPG. So we've got Brugzo, who is this damage sponge slash single enemy striker. And he's going to come with single enemy attack abilities like suplex, um, pile driver, and his ultimate level of attack is going to be called from the top rope. Um, and so they're all single enemy attacks that do massive damage just to one enemy. 
Now, I think what's most interesting and what would make him this great uh, damage sponge is his support ability called Harden. I'm not sure if you're familiar with, uh, there's a series called Pokemon, but there's an ability <laughs> called Harden. So, so since he is a bug type character, I've taken that. Only Harden, the way it'll work is for a round, Brugzo will soak up all the damage that Mario was supposed to take. And then on his next attack, he'll return half of that damage to whoever he, atta- whoever oh, he attacks. Okay. So, what we've got is Brugzo. And he's coming at you. And the reason why, the thing that makes him special, because every, like, again, every one of these psychic characters have some, like, trait that make them stick out. His, his pincers aren't, like, fully developed, so they're slightly smaller. Um, okay. He's not great at pincing, but he's good at smashing and squeezing. Gotcha. So he's, he's one of these, he's one of these bugsies, but he's got, like, small man complex. Cause he's got, he's his... got a goatee to show that he's different. <laughs> he's, he's, I will say, his pincers, combined with his lower mandibles, do make it look like he has a mustache and a beard. <laughs> and he is a wrestler. And I'll not say anything else about it right now. Okay. Good. So I just wanted to look and see if Rockhawk from Thousand Year Door was a playable character, because Brugzo sounds exactly like Rockhawk. It does sound like Rockhawk. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. It wasn't intentional, but I think you're right. Yeah, but I don't think Rockhawk is playable, so you I escape... Think he's just a boss right yeah he's yeah. just an npc mm. so you you escape you escape this scathing comment todd you're welcome <laughs> he's got big rock hawk energy big rock hawk energy you win this day todd <laughs> <laughs> brugzo that's what i got brugzo I, all right we got we got two two tanky boys two two beefy characters andrew are you gonna deviate or do you did you bring a third tank today i'm gonna deviate a little bit so okay so you asked specifically for dlc and one of the things that i like most about the dlc we've seen this a lot especially in the nintendo games is they always they they tend to use these dlc packs as ways to incorporate other games or just like call back other entities right so I thought I wanted to, instead of, despite what Todd did, I actually would like to call back Paper Mario's roots in, in uh, Legend of the Seven Stars, uh, but in a different way. But that wasn't the Paper Mario game, but that's okay. But we've established that Paper Mario's roots that's are super, Legend of super the Seven Stars. Super Mario, that thing that I did a minute ago? Yeah. Inside uh, Bowser's tract. Inside Bowser's, inside Bowser's butthole. So, in... <laughs> A lot of people know already, but the original uh, Super Mario RPG was co-produced by Nintendo and Squaresoft. And Squaresoft in the Super Nintendo days, you know, like Final Fantasy was obviously Squaresoft's biggest thing, as well as Dragon Age. And those two franchises would not have existed if not for the Super Nintendo and the and the uh, Famicom, the regular Nintendo. So it was really cool to see like Mario being created, you know, in a Squaresoft game. And then, of course, when Sony PlayStation happened, Square went off into PlayStation and they had the, the big feud and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> well... We've obviously, we've seen them collaborate since then in games like Crystal Chronicles and all the Final Fantasies being released, uh, all the ports being released back on the, the Nintendo consoles. But we really haven't seen like a true collaboration in a long time. So th- I think this is the opportunity to bring back Square Enix, the, the old Square Enix games, back into the fold. Uh, and, and in the form of the, the first DLC uh, featuring Frog from Chrono Trigger. Oh. My personal favorite JRPG character. All right. We are... You're crossing like not even series, but like mm-hmm. but I'm developers. crossing I'm crossing space and time. Yeah, he exactly. crossed the streams. Yeah. I'm crossing. 
So unlike the previous two entries, I'm actually giving you somebody with hero experience and someone who has played in an RPG before. And that's what Mario is going to need when he takes on the origami king or whatever, I guess. <laughs> sure. And before, and before we, I get into the mechanics, I want to be very, very clear that none of us have played a Paper Mario game probably <laughs> since Thousand Year Door. And I couldn't tell you the first thing about current era Paper Mario, and I have no idea what this new one is going to look like. I don't, I don't think any of us have any clue or really care about the, the battle mechanics of Paper Mario, the Origami King. There's something about a wheel, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we all know as much as the four-minute trailer let us know. Yeah. And lately, they've been dropping YouTube videos of some of like the soundtrack in the battle. Mm-hmm. And like, it's good. It's a good soundtrack. Yeah, but that I mean, doesn't help us with plot. It doesn't sure really doesn't. help us with how Frog fits into the Paper Mario verse. So here we go. So uh, in Chrono Trigger, for those of you that haven't played it, it's it's an amazing game. I, I love it. Um, Frog takes up the mantle as your team's paladin. Uh, so he is the only other swordsman, second to Chrono, the main character, the protagonist. Who uh, this is in JRPG, so you always have to have the protagonist in your party. So you really only have uh, options to add in two other people. And I think there are like eight other characters that you can pick from. Um, so Frog's learned abilities are a mixture of uh, dealing melee damage and healing. So much like a like a and d paladin, he's less of a tank and more of like a DPS and support, basically. Gotcha. And he is one of the only two characters that can actually learn like tiered healing spells. Uh, so he gets Cure 2, which is like the end game healing spell. Um, so the only other person being Marley, which is like not the best, not not really the the best character. She doesn't have a lot of other u- useful abilities. So he basically making him a fixture in in any team comp playing Chrono Trigger. Like there's no reason you wouldn't have Frog in your party. Um and his his dual tech with Chrono, which is like your ultimate move, your dual tech and triple techs. Yeah. Uh, it's called cross slash. So anytime you have Frog in your party, you can use cross slash, uh, which is the probably the most if one of the most efficient ways to melt down bosses. It's just high. It's just high damage. Like every single time, and it it procs quickly. Like it's again, it's the only it's the only way to like complete the game easily. <laughs> so um, now I got. Oh, sorry, I have a ahead. question. Please, yeah, go so, ahead, Todd. So from what you're from what you're describing, Andrew, in this Todd. in this Paper Mario game that we play, that the most <laughs> common forms of attack are fireball and, and stomp. Mm-hmm. You have a a sword. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah, just making there, sure that this, problem? I'm this, sorry. that this anthropomorphic frog that is wearing armor and a shield and a sword is going to roll in here yeah. with Mario in his whimsy. It's a Mario. It'll behave like a Mario sword. So like a like a Nerf. Oh, bat. no, name, name, no, no, name, no, no. I, so like a Mario. I was going to well, explain this later. There's, there's been some really famous Mario swords um, from everyone knows the best bat boss hey, Todd, to ever hey, exist in a Mario you, game. Can you, can you please kindly sword? shut up while I do my turn, please? Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, let me explain how the sword's going to work because while like when Mario stomps on enemies, they just kind of like dissipate in a little cloud of dust. No, when Frog kills someone, they fucking die. <laughs> like, like in this DLC, you're going to pay mucho mucho bucks, uh, buxo to watch Goombas just bleed out. Oh my. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um, I have an important question, Andrew. Sure. <laughs> so Todd and I both established that both of our characters have appeared in Super Smash Brothers, and I think that's important. Has your character appeared in Super Smash Brothers? <laughs> I also think not. that's important, Matt. And I'm guessing if Kyle were to say anything before Andrew answers, he would probably 
also say it's very important. I don't but believe I that, that was ever. I don't believe that was ever established criteria that they have to appear in Super Smash Brothers. Mm. Um, speaking, I mean, Frog also is a completely playable party member and has a backstory and a, and a story arc. Pachyderm is essentially a wall with a different color. <laughs> okay, who like, cares? There is no First difference off, between Pachyderm off. and a cracked floor, like a no. bombable wall. Yeah, Listen, yeah, I'm gonna go with it's Andrew. A, it's here a lock that, that you put right, a key Todd, in. At least Shut Andrew. Up. At least Andrew's character is playable, and mine is a mine has already functioned as a highly successful sidekick in a different game. Well, so your, he, yours he's is, a reformed. He's a reformed boss. He's played the role in a different is, game and done a very well. Pony. Okay, well let's let's. He has like two tricks. Three Both of you in the original guys, when he releases guys, ladybugs that come attack. We've you. got we've got two more questions for you guys I, to fight. I to haven't the death even gotten. Over. Can I can I actually tell you what Frog does in Paper Mario? I would, you I would love. You already said he murders people. He has a sword. He commits sword yeah. murder. So okay, so shut up while I finish. Thank you. Um. Now, I haven't played a Paper Mario game in a long time, like I said, but um, when I play RPG games, I hate using consumable items because they're there to collect and not to use. Um, and, if I, and if I don't finish a game with 99 or 999 potions, I've lost. So I, for me, I, need, I always want to have someone who can heal. Um, that's a that's a big deal, which is again, which is why I always have Frog on my team. He's just he's just he's a fixture in my Chrono Trigger team. And Frog covers a massive gap, massive gap in the Paper Mario because again most of the most of the characters you get are enemies who only do one thing they just attack so i think having somebody who can actually heal and play a support kind of role to mario is is going to make it a lot more strategic a lot more feel a lot more tactical versus you just like oh do you want to deal 10 damage with a bomb or do you want to deal 10 damage with a koopa shell here you go <laughs> right all right so so frog's default attack he'll attack with his sword which does damage but his big skill will be to use slurp which is his uh, his default ability in Chrono Trigger, which allows him to use his tongue to heal to heal uh, uh, or restore HP to allies. Um, there are later abilities that he'll get along along the way, um, and then of course his signature move, like I mentioned, is Cross Slash, which is uh, he can be can be done in combination with Mario. Uh, to be to uh, deal massive damage to a single target. To answer the earlier question, Mario will not have a sword. No, he'll cross slash with his hammer because that's fun. Okay, I was gonna. Also, the hammer is a gun sword. <laughs> yeah, well, if you if you press the trigger at the right time, you can do the you can do extra gun damage on the hammer. All right. I just need to point out that in all of the Super Mario games, or I'm sorry, in all of the Paper Mario games, most of the supporting cast of characters are just random bullshit enemies. Like Bobbery the Bomb Bomb and fucking Goombella the Goomba. Like, these people don't matter. These people don't have backstory outside of the game. So <laughs> yeah. don't you dare come at yeah. me for Pachyderm, the useless <laughs> enemy that I have chosen. Because Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door, again, one of the only two Paper Mario games I have played, uses yeah. a fucking Goomba and a fucking Bomb Bomb. That's as fine. random well, let me, NPC let me, Okay, let me let me amend my let me amend my let me introduce you to Locky the Lock. All he is is a lock on a door. And in another game, all you needed to do is use a key. Oh, let me introduce you to Bombable Wall. His name is Bommy the Bombable Wall. In a previous game, all you needed to do was use a bomb to open him. But now he's got a family. You know what, I Matt, I I want to shift my critique. Uh, the 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 attacks we're having against Andrew, I think, are misplaced. 
What we should be attacking <laughs> Andrew on is that he has brought a character that has a better story than whatever bullshit Mario's dealing with with the origami king. <laughs> like, Mario's like, oh shit, another another thing is invading our kingdom, whereas yeah. Toad, or Frog is gonna show up and be like, the shit I've seen, yeah, I've been the to the future story, in the past. Frog's story has don't even revenge. Know. Uh, it's got murder. It's got magic. Yeah, it's good stuff. Part part of what we are what we are trying to do today, Matt, is figure out what players are going to want to pay fifteen to thirty extra dollars for for these characters. So if that is a robust backstory, it might be a robust backstory. Like we're literally just getting like Chrono Trigger in Mario. Yeah, didn't didn't I not say at the beginning when I introduced it? Is DLC is a great way to introduce other franchises, other entities. This is exactly what this is. This is a cross collaboration. Okay, I would like to amend with my Paper Mario and Chrono Trigger. We are done my amending sidekicks, answers. My and we are done. Name we are is moving Link. on. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. <laughs> he is the hero of time. While Paper Mario and other Mario RPGs are known for their good gameplay and new takes on traditional RPG elements. What really makes them memorable are all the great lines the side characters get and the characterization we get through their little quips in battle. Um, so to make sure your character is going to make the cut, uh, Nintendo wants to hear some of the fantastic lines your character is going to say. Um, give, us, give us some of their personality. What kind of things are they going to say in combat? Uh, what totally, totally helpful advice will the will they give over and over again when you talk to them in the overworld? And most importantly, what catchphrase is going to be said by your character ad nauseum in combat until you have to turn the volume off because if you hear them say it one more time, you're going to throw your switch through the wall. Uh, Matt? So, Pachyderm is effectively a middle school crossing guard from the Yoshi universe. Like, he's just a crossing guard outside of a middle school but in the Yoshi Story universe. So he's going to say a lot of crossing guard-like things. Uh, in battle, the super annoying things that you will just never get tired of hearing are when he casts his stop sign out into battle and you use a thousand mana or whatever the hell, he says, <laughs> stop you right use there. use a third of your bullshit, bullshit points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your murmurers or what have you. He says... Stop right there, and then when you rotate him to the front and somebody attacks him, anytime somebody attacks him, he's going to say, you're not getting past me, because again, he is literally just a crossing guard. However, if you talk to him in the overworld, every single time you talk to him, he's going to offer one suggestion, and that suggestion is, what if we just stayed right here in this exact spot and let all the trouble come to us? Your your version of Pachyderm just sounds like Todd's version of Silver the Hedgehog. <laughs> I'm the best. You're not getting past me. Um, your cart moves faster, therefore you may win. Okay, nobody plays Paper Mario for the dialogue. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I also to anybody who's ever loved Thousand Year Door. Isn't that actually, the reason why I, people love that game? Yeah, I really do actually. Okay, like, it's like the, whole the one reason okay. the whole conceit of the question, Matt. Jesus, Get him, boys. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Um, I'm going to sharpen my night sword over here. Just give me a yeah. second. Okay, so you play it for the story and the dialogue between, like, you know, Mario and the other characters, but the the conversations that Mario has with the assorted NPCs outside of some story, like, you don't play it for what they say in battle. That's not important. I can give you the backstory of Pachyderm if you want, but that's coming up in question three, so deal with it. It's, a, it's an interesting take on 
on trying to win by refuting the whole premise of the question, Matt. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll see. You're just, you're just taking a Twitter approach instead of this answer. What about this question instead? That's my question. Um, Todd, what what's Bugsy gonna say? So, so my my Bugsy, uh, it better be really good. It better be super involved <laughs> and really interesting. Well, okay. So here you go. So so Bugsy canonically has a wrestler persona. So Brugzo will have a wrestler persona. Um, and again, this is canon because uh, the Bugsy and Kirby Star allies, he actually carried a championship like belt headdress thing. Um, so like I said earlier. Brugzo is special because he has less developed pincers that, uh, when they like form down to his mandible, make it look like he's got a mustache and a full beard. <laughs> so we're just gonna say that Brugzo is built much in the same vein of Macho Man Randy Savage, and so it stands to say, <laughs> logically following this line, that Brugzo's punchy lines uh, will be a lot of in battle dialogue, like. Oh yeah, Mario! Let's give him a squeeze. <laughs> there um, it is. If you if you want another one, I got another one in the chamber. I I, I do want another one, Todd. Ooh, a one way ticket to Slamsville by way of Punch City is <laughs> in your future, friend. Um, now it's important to say, Brugzo is not particularly helpful outside of battle. Uh, except of course he does have his one out of combat ability, which is to toss Mario to a higher ledge to reach the formerly inaccessible areas to move forward, as is the Paper Mario way. Um, of course. But aside from that out-of-combat ability, you're not really going to want Rugzo out for, for puzzles. Um, but if you do, he'll give you a, ooh, this puzzle was unexpected, but we must always expect <laughs> what we cannot expect, oh yeah. <laughs> but that's that's Rugzo. You're just not going to want to really have him out outside of battle. He's not... Not the puzzle, not the puzzle Tell guy. Tell you how unexpected the puzzle was and, and not do anything about it. Yeah, the, the, as in, I mean, and again, to pick that apart, the puzzle was unexpected, but you must always <laughs> expect what you can't expect, is what Brugzo tells you. <laughs> oh, as you say, okay, oh, yeah. okay, okay, Brugzo, you go back in the pockets now. Like, we're going to pull out <laughs> a different Sage Pokemon wisdom sidekick. from your goateed Heracross. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't understand how that's better. I don't get why y'all shit <laughs> okay. on me. I, a number, a number of things, Matt, and I'll itemize the list. Um, one, he has depth. Two, uh, he has, he has out wit. Of he has he has girth. <laughs> Three, uh, he has uh, an out of combat ability to help your game proceed forward, which is a key structure to every uh, Paper Mario ally. So I don't know what to tell you, Matt. Wait, I'll tell you. I know what to tell you, Matt. Let's wait for Andrew to do what he's going to do, and then we'll get him. Sounds good. Let's do that. Andrew, do what you're going to do so they can get you. What's your guy, like, just to get, like, a temperature check, how do you guys feel about uh, Elizabethan-era English? You got, like, <laughs> pro or con? <laughs> oh, my cool God. Like it's, like, it's good? Yeah? Okay. I, I don't even understand. I don't know how to answer that. It's... So, let me explain. So, uh... Time out real quick. Yeah. If we... If... if I'm sure at some point, like, have you ever just started a podcast in, like, the middle of the episode just to see what's going on in the meat of it? <laughs> in my mind, there's someone out there who's listened to this episode and heard Kyle pitch what we're doing now, and then fast-forwarded 20 minutes and heard that question. <laughs> and then they were like, All right, wait, what did I miss? Like, <laughs> somewhere I got lost. They read the episode description, like, oh, they're going to talk about Paper Mario, and then they... they 
for some reason in Todd's... In, do, do you do this, Todd? Do you jump ahead 20 minutes to the middle of an episode? I have. Like, if I'm like, oh, like I, I get what they're talking about. I'm not really interested in this part, but I would like to hear what comes later. But there's going to be someone out there who's like, where did this go wrong? That'll be quite the shock, yes. For that one person. When you show up to a Reddit thread and like someone comments, and then the next five comments have all been deleted... And you're just like, what? <laughs> what? what happened? We're... Something yeah. terrible well, like, happened. Okay, here. well, for for the three listeners that that act like a like a mad lad like Todd, welcome. <laughs> thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to explain to you why Elizabethan era English uh, is relevant in this discussion about this very silly Paper Mario game. So, uh, if anyone anyone who's played Chrono Trigger knows that one of the more distinguishing characteristics of Frog, other than he is a bipedal talking frog. Uh, is uh, is that the way he speaks is like uh, like ye old English? So he he'll do like he'll say like thine old thine mind blade is shall cut a path. Like he's you know he talks like that. Um, but because because Chrono Trigger is all about time travel, you go back to what is effectively like the Middle Ages. But nobody else speaks like that in that timeline. <laughs> <laughs> like it's only Frog. <laughs> it's just him. Yeah. Yeah, and because you meet tons of people in that era, like you walk around in six six hundred A.D. And I and I think I think at this point like we know that that's just it was just a weird localization thing like he also didn't speak in in that way in the Jap in the original Japanese oh okay but, um, like a lot of those era games like the localization is just really weird and uh, it's kind of like now ingrained with the character like where people that oh, love frog like that is why one of the reasons why people love frog so much so in in order to incorporate a DLC with frog you have to pull that over. Um, but I, I love the idea of having this like this this incredibly out of place knight with a frog's head, <laughs> who's very serious, slashing cutesy goombas in half while yelling things that <laughs> yelling things like "Have at you, Falker!" and uh, "Thou art darkness incarnate, and mine blade shall purge these lands of thine filth." Now who's now who's got the silver lines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a little more character than the silver lines, but that's <laughs> well, anything's a little bit more character than the silver lines. <laughs> Fair. So, uh, so again, this this whole DLC is is based around this this story mission, which plays through the beats of Frog's storyline in Chrono Trigger. So, the dialogue with Frog during that story mission will be very pointed. It'll be very you know intentional. But we can't afford to add any more content outside of that. And the whole point of the DLC is to have Frog as the playable character. So the devs just kind of are pulling in out of co- like one off out of context quotes directly from Chrono Trigger. Um, so let's say you're in a battle with Frog outside of the DLC mission. He'll respond to you getting hit with helpful nonsense such as "Lower thine guard, and thou art allowing the enemy in." Um, while you're while you're in a dungeon, you might get this helpful nugget: Mayhap a hidden door lurks nigh. Let us search the environs. Oh man! Hey, I think I think. Uh, frog is less mm-hmm. useful in a puzzle than Brugza. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably, at least a puzzle outside of the DLC, because again, you're going to pay $20. You're going to get exactly what you paid for and nothing more. <laughs> um, and w- once you unlock his ultimate weapon, uh, he'll replace all previous noted in-battle dialogue with Mind Blade, the Mass Immune. The Mass Immune? Mass Immune? I always say Mass Immune, but I think it's Mass Immune. You, you, you're the expert yeah. here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tis flowing... Tis flowing with strength and vigor. I shall strike in thine honor, Cyrus. Um, this will happen literally every time he attacks, <laughs> followed by a 30-second flashy anime cutscene uh, as the aforementioned Goomba will bleed out slowly. Can, so, can that dialogue with his ultimate sword 
be broken up into like five or six windows you have to click through every battle yeah, well, every time imagine you like imagine like a critical hit in fire emblem where you get like the full portrait and, the, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> you hear that dialogue every single time so it's basically just a fire emblem critical hit every single time. okay all right okay uh, Todd and Matt, did you guys have anything you wanted to discuss? You yeah, I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it stand for itself because I can't. Because I think it, it does stand more for than itself. <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, all I know is that I didn't really want to play Origami King, and this conversation has only made me want to play it less. Oh, all right. Well, until until Brugzo comes in as your DLC sidekick, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, hot damn, Brugzo, you are complex and you have layers, my dude. I think the lines that we have drawn in the sand are very typical to our pro- pro- choices because I want Paper Mario to be more of an RPG, yeah. and Matt probably wants it to be less of an RPG. <laughs> That's true. See, but like, you can you can make it more RPG without like doing the Professor X. I'm making the Powerpuff Girls and <laughs> smashing the Chemical X. Getting my perfect RPG into this RPG I want to play. Yeah. So guys, Nintendo is really. Some for some reason really liked these ideas, <laughs> um, so much so that they checked and see if they could just add the characters and not any story missions. Um, but that got shot down. So um, Nintendo really needs to add like ten-ish hours of gameplay with the character they pick. Um, so to help help solidify you as the winner, um, Nintendo really wants to hear your pitch for the mission that your character is going to absolutely help Mario on. Describe the setting, why your character is perfect to accompany Mario on this mission, the mini-boss, what's the totally worthwhile MacGuffin you had to collect, any any extra flavor you want to put in your mission, now is the time. Man, it's so lucky that uh, the p- thing that I picked happened to definitely fit this third question. <laughs> oh, God, if you were to ask a different question, I don't know what I would have done. It would have been, it, you, you really lucked out, it wasn't. Yeah wasn't totally planned at all from totally the beginning wasn't planned backwards in, in writing the answer before the, the the question the setup so good job matt tell us tell us about the mission <laughs> pack e derm takes mario on in your dlc so much like andrew apparently i spent most of my budget on the third answer in this podcast so here we go <laughs> while he is one of the most memorable and unique enemies from yoshi's story Pachyderm, again, only appears three times in the first stage and then never again. However, he has gone on to become a trophy sticker in spirit in the Smash Bros. universe. And that means with Papa Pack out in the Smash world, it's safe to assume that there's a new crossing guard manning the intersections of Yoshi's Island's storybook world. Okay. Yep, right? Got it. That tracks uh, I'm on board as, so far. Sounds right. <laughs> Through conversations with your new ally, Packy, you find out that his son, Packy Derm II, is holding down the roads in the storybook. Unfortunately, a group of boos have infested Storybook Island and are causing a lot of trouble <laughs> for Baby Pack because they can phase right through the stop sign. Because walls oh, don't no. stop booze. Yeah. Right. <laughs> A real snake to their mongoose. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to travel together, Mario and Packy Derm, to find the leader of the booze, who is another long-forgotten character who has only been an enemy one time and has been ram-jammed into another Mario series needlessly, Big Mr. I from Super Mario 64. Is that ringing any bells? 
the the eye that you run circles around? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> He's a character. Did you know? I certainly didn't. His name is Big Mr. I. He is canonically the leader of the booze like king what? boo answers to big mr i in super mario 64 really? i know i have no idea structure. yeah i'd like then... to see the organizational chart of the booze mansion please <laughs> yeah the, the, the booze, booze hierarchy the booze really need to talk to their lead or they need to talk to their union because yeah. like right that. it's maybe strange. He, like maybe maybe he's he just like started the company and he's like, he doesn't really have the credentials, but because he has the money back, like maybe he's like, his dad just has a lot of money and, you know, he had the capital to start it. Son of nepotism, big Mr. I. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go kind of an, a different way. King Boo started the organization and was struggling and big Mr. I was the, the angel yeah. investor that came in and uh, saved him. Uh, but yeah, now he's got a it. controlling interest and is in conflict with that. I think right. I think that's the answer, guys. That must be it. So, <laughs> Big Mister I exists as one enemy in one room that you literally only have to run around in a circle one time to defeat in Super Mario sixty four. And he's also been in like four of the the Mario Party games. I didn't yeah. write down all of them, but he's been in a bunch of the Mario Party games. So anyway, well, when you make a big when you make a character that's a giant eyeball, you got to reuse that. That's yeah. That's too good to leave on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. That asset doesn't go away. So anyway, you, Mario, and your your ally, Pachyderm, must find Big Mr. I, defeat him, distill down his power, and gain the mystic sign of Stoptitude, which can <laughs> stop booze or whatever, and deliver it to Pac's son and remove the booze from Yoshi's Storybook Island in Paper Mario and the Origami King, colon, Big Eye and Tupac. Shut up. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I like uh, it. Did I don't know if it made it on if, if it makes it in the recording, but listeners, Matt really set up at the top when we started this recording that he had a great title to rival those of Andrews. And it was a real real um, And guys snake, he did it. Snake oil, snake in my boots situation. I was I was I was going toward uh more like the like vague JRPG route. To call it something like uh, "In Remembrance of Fallen Comrades: colon, An Elephant Never Forgets." <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I, I like I like where you went. That's, this is much more in punchy. Andrew's in Matt's school of puns, which it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's good. We you got a quiet reaction from the group, Matt, but I want to let you know that was good and landed and worked. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I don't know. I was writing this and and the word two pack came to mind. And I was like, I don't know what the long walk to the park is going to be, but I'm going to get to that park. There's something there. I just got to find it. I think those are my favorite jokes where like you have to reverse backwards. Like you got your beginning and you've got your end. You're like, there's got to be a magic in the middle and I'm going to find it. Don't tell him that, Todd, because now he's just going to keep doing it. Well, I, I hate it. We opened the Pandora's box. Um, I would like to say, if nothing else, I do think that the mystic sign of Stoptitude is pretty good and is very Paper Mario, and that is the MacGuffin right. that you need in this DLC. The mystic sign of Stoptitude mm -hmm. is a very good MacGuffin. Matt, I will say, your 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 story is has brought Pack E. Durham back up into the contest. This was Thank you. This was good and fun. Um, Thank you. Todd, Todd what is sure. Bugsy's mission involve? So you see, Kyle. How much um, cocaine is there in this mission? <laughs> as, well, as I had said at the beginning, uh, 
Rugzo joins Mario because he's run away from home. Um, you know, you get that bit. Uh, his his underdeveloped pincers make him just far less good at snipping. You know, um, <laughs> these like a stag beetle that can't snip. It's not a good stag beetle. So anyway, when you have this DLC, uh, you at some point, uh, Rugzo asks you to you know return back to his village um, because Rugzo ultimately tells you that he ended up leaving home. Uh, because of a general of the origami king took his family hostage to use their pincers to cut craft paper to build new origami highways. So okay. he threw Brugzo to the side because his pincers, they didn't snip right. He had no use for him in his snipping. So you return back to Brugzo's home and you are in charge of dethroning a giant pair of zigzag crafting scissors named Sir Shears. <laughs> that has imprisoned his family. And so Kyle, and like you can see this, this all works. So you have to battle these crafting scissors and use Brugzo's beefy bug arms to ultimately suplex these crafting shears off the side of a rampart like a Royal Rumble match in this DLC, which Kyle, <laughs> I have titled the Craft and the Furious, Brugzo's Big Squeeze. And that's what you get in this DLC. Huh. <laughs> All right. I'll take questions. I would say that this is absolutely like the rumblings of an insane person, but I just watched, again, the four-minute Paper Mario <laughs> reveal trailer, and yep. three minutes of that is Paper Mario fighting colored pencils and they a thing fight of some tape. colored pencils. So <laughs> I got... I, look, I wouldn't be surprised if you just fight a pair of crafting shears. Like, that's probably part of the base game. The only way that this doesn't work is because it's already being done. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Is like, Todd, yeah. you might get disqualified just for coming up with something in the game already. Sir Shears is very good. Sir though. Shears is very good. The craft and yeah. craft and furious is also very good. <laughs> what what have I done, or rather, what hath I wrought? <laughs> Wait, I want everyone to know I'm I'm gonna get this game at launch because I need something that isn't me swimming in Animal Crossing for an hour a day. And if this moment happens that there are crafting shears and someone else gets to it before I do, just add us. Just let me know. Ruin the surprise for me because I want to know. Todd doesn't want to doesn't want the work. He just wants the payoff. Yeah. He wants to know he got there. All right, okay. Andrew, round us out. Tell us about Frog's uh story and what right. how Mario ties into it. So I, I teased it a little bit earlier, but like I said, this this DLC is fully prepared to just say fuck it to the base game. We don't really care about any of those mechanics and we're not gonna really like play in that universe at all. This is a DLC and, <laughs> and what you bought is a completely separate experience. Um, so in this collab, uh, we're gonna we're gonna kind of play through the big beats of Frog's primary storyline through Chrono Trigger. Obviously, there's a lot more involved there, so it's gonna be a, a much more truncated version. Um, You're gonna do the the Force Awakens version of the Chrono yeah. Trigger story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so the mission starts with Mario receiving a mysterious key item called a Hero's Badge through whatever BS way the game sets up a hub area. Um, Mario's going to hear some townspeople assuming that he's in a town or a <laughs> sewing kit. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> uh, something, something uh, about, he hears about a talking frog who's inter interrogating locals about a badge that he lost, et cetera, et cetera. 
that's your your big twenty dollar cue to go uh, check out check out the local tavern or crafting room. I to don't do know. this mission, you have to go to the Nintendo eShop yeah. and and download yeah. this content. <laughs> I just I know that in the game, like there is a tavern that you walk up to, not knowing it's part of the DLC, and there's a yeah. character outside that says, "Oh, you have to pay us yeah. twenty yeah. real world dollars to go <laughs> exactly. in this tavern, Mario." Yeah, exactly. So so that's that's the deal. Um, this once you once you've uh, once you've passed the the Nintendo eShop check, um, <laughs> you you meet the, a man with the head of a frog and the features of a frog, but who is still talking. Um, he introduces himself as Frog, or <laughs> says, "You may call me Frog," which is odd. Um, and then they they start they get to talking, and Mario shows him the hero's badge. Uh, frog concludes then by by uh, the transitive property that Mario must be a hero. Uh, so Frog asks for Mario's help to find the Masamune, uh, which is a legendary sword with the power to repel evil. Uh, stop me if you've heard this before. <laughs> uh, Frog then leads Mario outside of town to a secluded part of the woods where we see a small blue orb in midair, um, referencing, of course, Chrono Trigger and when you and uh, one of the many time gates. As Frog nears closer to the orb, uh, it opens up into a large portal and Frog motions Mario in. Mario is then flung through time and space begin dlc you've actually just started chrono trigger with a mario dlc yes. <laughs> insert yes. into the into the full chrono trigger yep. story so exactly like how when chrono lands in 600 ad and chrono trigger you arrive through the portal in the same place but the trees are reddish brown instead of green to imply that it is autumn to make you very well aware that this, that time has passed. That time has passed, <laughs> <laughs> or at least time has changed. And, but we don't want to have to make brand new art because that would be really expensive. <laughs> so uh, Frog then explains that they went back time back in time, but in a very complicated way. <clears throat> Thou art in the same place as thine comrades, but alas, hitherto a different time. A time preceding the elements that hath made up thine own existence. Uh, he continues to explain that the Masamune exists only in the past. The Masamune, the legendary sword that hath the power to quell evil itself. <laughs> the blade hath departed from the realm of mortal men long before thine ancestors had suckled on thine mother's teat. <laughs> oh yeah, this game is rated T for teen. <laughs> I can't tell if Andrew wrote this or is just reading the dialogue from Chrono Trigger. Same question. I wrote this. Okay. I'm just thrilled to know that 2020 is the year that Mario's going to get off his high horse <laughs> and actually say the word teat. <laughs> right, it's about time, Nintendo. Nintendo, you cowards, give yeah. it to us. <laughs> yeah. Give give us the teat, Nintendo. Yeah. Mar Mario's been kind of shying away from... Uh, the wonders of birth, and and now we're just gonna hit it on, hit it head on. Uh, Mario and Frog then fight their way through the palette swapped forest of new palette swapped baddies, because again, budget. Um, and then they climb a palette swapped mountain. Uh, through their trekking, you learn how to use Frog's default attacks, aforementioned slurp, and other abilities. So you learn that Frog can heal, he can deal damage, yeah, blah blah blah. Um, outside of battle, Frog can use his tongue to clear away far-off obstacles and to grab far-to-reach collectibles, because as Todd established, uh, off, out, outside of battle abilities are a big deal with Paper Mario, uh, which we have not seen with Pachyderm, may I remind you all. Um, <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> <laughs> Frog... <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Matt, Matt's Matt, sitting I right here. Just and just that a little bit. Oh, man. Uh, all right. So then Frog and Mario make it to the top of the mountain where they, find, they fight the first new enemy, who are the twin mystics, Masa and Mune. Uh, in Chrono Trigger, Masa and Mune are kind of the, the creators of the Masa Mune. Which Real, Andrew, did someone, did someone secretly give you $50 to do a Chrono Trigger <laughs> uh, flavor, flavor text. text and you're just not telling us and now anyway, you're doing it? Anyway, this is when you learn of Frog's signature ultimate attack, which I mentioned before, which is the cross slash. That's the dual tech with Mario. Um, and Mario does a cool anime like hammer, like hammer thing <laughs> where he'll like probably jump up into the air and you'll see the, uh, an image of the moon in the background. I was going to say, is this a big, and, like, is this a big long, unskippable yeah, yeah. 30 second cutscene Mario it's, does every time you use is, the attack? Yeah. Okay. And it's a, go, it's a summon is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, everything's a summon. It's all summons all the way down. Um, so then after defeating the twin mystics, Frog acquires the mass immune and reveals the, tr- the real mission to seek revenge on the person who turned him into a frog. Enter dialogue. <laughs> Alas, Mario, I forswore mine true intentions. My guise is but a veil of trickery. The fiend lord, Magus, uses, used foul magics to create the visage bef- before thee and remaineth a, plain, a plague upon this realm. My name is Glenn. Mine own mission hath been to aid in the defeat of this tyrant alongside mine champion, Cyrus. Alas, the fiend lord hath cut down mine champion and cursed me to roam the lands as the monster seen before thee. Who is this for? I was gonna ask the same exact question. Um, n- guys, next time, next time Andrew asks, "How open are the answers allowed to be to this question?" Um, remind me of this moment before I tell him very open and do whatever you want. <laughs> you did this you did to us, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna skip over the rest of it because I got a lot more here. Um, so oh, you can let, color me surprised. Yeah. Six, six pages of notes here. Uh, Mario and Frog continue to the actual new dungeon, which is Magus's castle. Um, where all this is where all your Chrono Trigger references come in. So you can fight old Chrono Trigger, classic Chrono Trigger baddies. Uh, you fight Magus's lieutenants, who are Ozzy, Flea, and Slash, which is another weird localization thing with Chrono Trigger, in that they decided to name a bunch of characters off of uh, <laughs> off of nineties like rock stars, eighties and nineties rock stars. Yep, that's so um, weird. It that's is very weird. So weird. It's very weird. Um, at the end of the at the end of the whole dungeon, Mario and Frog finally square off against Mar- Magus himself, the Dark Wizard. But like in Chrono Trigger, you're given a decision: you can either kill Magus or spare him, and he actually becomes a party member at the end of in, in Chrono Trigger. Spoiler alert! Ooh. In this game, though, your decision is gonna is going to determine what uh, how Frog plays after the DLC. So if you fight Magus, he'll uh, he'll be returned to his human form, Glenn. If you spare Magus, though. Uh, frog will stay in his frog form, but you'll have the ability to later power up the Masamune to its full potential. So, do you either get a new skin or an ultimate weapon? So, okay, that is uh, the DLC entitled "The Frog and the Fittest." Frog and the Fittest. Good. I'm glad we all do this bit now. <laughs> uh, questions? I have nothing. That just. I mean, I've said me, what I needed to say. That's as left you me said with it. nothing to say. You're it's welcome. Very, very well written and very well thought out, and I don't have a response to it. Here's the question, Andrew: Is yes. this is this day one DLC? 
No, no, this is this, this okay. is this is what you you pay twenty five bucks for six months later to get okay. people back. Okay, because I was gonna say if this is day one DLC, hell no. This this is a whole game that's already on the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just yeah, behind yeah. a paywall. Looking at you, Mass Effect three. And so <laughs> I uh, I was just making sure to see how angry I, the future consumer, need to be. Um, only moderately, Todd. It's fair. Not full this rage. Is, this is what gets dropped. I would say, Andrew. This is what gets dropped like early December, so it gets people mm-hmm. for like the holiday buying rush. Yep, yeah, one hundred percent. It gets announced uh, shortly after uh, another Final Fantasy port gets put on the Switch because again, <laughs> another one. they know their audience. <laughs> yeah, comes with a frog amiibo. Like it's very, it's very. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the deluxe edition, and you can get an art book. Um, you know, uh, an art book that uh, penned. Somehow they got Akira Toriyama to do a $200 art book, you know. So, guys, um, we are gonna, we're going to take a quick break. And when Thank we come God. Back, when we come back, we are going to um, answer our super secret bonus question, which is um, Nintendo really likes all these ideas. They are considering all of them. Sure. Even, even the full port of Chrono Trigger into Paper Mario some, somehow. They really want... To go with this DLC, a whimsical mini game that you can put on. You know, you're playing Paper Mario. Your your four year old cousin or your little your little brother or whatever comes in and wants to wants to play a game with you. So give us the cute, fun mini game that utilizes your character that will be also that will also be included in this DLC package uh, when we come back from this break. Do you like video games? Do you like video essays about video games? Well, come on down to Around the Monitor. We've got video essays on topics ranging from What's it like to buy video games in China? How did Nintendo market the Game Boy in America? And why thousands of Venezuelans are using RuneScape to survive? Doesn't sound believable? Well, check it out and see for yourself. Just type youtube.com slash c slash around the monitor. That's youtube.com slash c slash around the monitor. Today. 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 All right. We are back. So, guys, one last time, we want to hear the fun, whimsical minigame that is going to be included in your DLC so that uh, Nintendo has just one extra little fun nugget thrown in there. Uh, Matt, what is Pachyderm's minigame? Uh, Kyle, have you ever played fun, whimsical, child's field game, Red Light, Green Light? I have. It's Red Light, Green Light, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) It's Pachyderm's Red Light, Green Light, where you can play as any other Paper Mario and the Origami King character that you have unlocked and try to navigate a long and arduous obstacle course to Pachyderm while you are also playing Red Light, Green Light. And if stopping, you turn around... Stopping every time Pachyderm holds up his, his famous stop sign. Okay, You're absolutely right. And if Pachyderm holds up a stop sign and you keep moving, I don't know, you, you lose. You, you lose. <laughs> you, well, you go back to the... Be- you get set back to the beginning and hindering your abilities to win the race. Yeah, it's, it's Red Light, Green Light. Right. And of course, much like uh, prolific American touchstone video game Ski Free... There will be all sorts of enemies that run in from the side and try and knock you out and take you out uh, while you are stopped. And so you will have to continue to move. But also sometimes an enemy will just come in and move you while Pachyderm is turned around and you will go back to the beginning. All right. We got red light, green light. 
Any anyone got anything? I mean, it fits the character that you've established, so I, sure. <laughs> it is what I it is what I expected, and I don't hate it. Well, yeah, that's fine. It feels I'm, right. Really, I'm really coasting to the end on this one. <laughs> it feels right. It it would be a, it would actually be a very fun mini game. I think you know you get sent back to the beginning. It's nice and frustrating. That I don't know why, but I just like immediately thought of like Chocobo Racing in Final Fantasy X, which is yeah. the most infuriating <laughs> minigame. Like, like something that requires like tight responsive controls from a game that does not have tight responsive <laughs> controls. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Todd, what minigame is um, Brugzo bringing with him in this DLC? So um, the this Mario Party style minigame is going to have your characters on a fast-moving train um, that is, of course, piloted by Brugzo, because that's the flavor that's, here. That's and the so, game we're playing yeah, here. Yeah, that's the game. And so they are all on trains, and they have to push and pull and wrestle slash throw boxes and enemies out of the way to get to the end of the train first, and that's how you win. Um, and I'm, I'm just here to tell you, Kyle, that you're going to have a blast with your friends here... <laughs> Playing on Brugzo's Suplex Express. <laughs> Excellent. I maybe I missed it, but what is the game? <laughs> it's, <You're, laughs> it's an obstacle course to get to the end of a train. I, is see, the Matt, obstacle what course I needed, the train or the, the things on the train that you have to throw and push? But why out. do you see have what, to get on see a what train? I, what I well, I needed something for the express part of okay, the pun. So you you the wrote Suplex Express. So what I did was I had an it. ending, and then I had to figure out how to get there with the things mm-hmm. I started with. Who's ever uh, yes. done that before? <laughs> Such is the debate this way. I I knew Suplex was a good word, and I needed something that rhymed with it. And Express is close enough. Does so not really rhyme, was, but okay. I took that a little close enough, and so I just. Took, I mean, you could I, have done. You could have made it like a Task Rabbit style on-demand service where you just call Bugsy to get to get help with wrestling. Was this good? What you did here is this good? Are you happy with what you've done? Is it better than what I did? It's different. That's not the question. Um, I want to talk about my stupid thing. Yeah, your airtight decision. Yeah, I want to hear about your stupid thing. So, um. Chrono Trigger hits a lot of the JRPG cliches, right? Um, you're woken up. Oh, it does. By mother. Huh. Yeah, it does. You're woken up by your mother for your tenth, your fourteenth, or sixteenth. I think Chrono Trigger started a lot of the RPG did, JRPG yeah. cliches. There, there's no am- oh, there is amnesia. There's definitely amnesia. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of that. But the one JRPG trope it doesn't have is a fishing minigame. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna hit three birds with one stone here, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna uh, ram jam a fishing mini game into the frog and the fittest. Um, and so, what's gonna happen is frog's gonna teach Mario how to fish. Um, it's gonna be incredibly unresponsive. Uh, there's gonna be this massive encyclopedia of like 200 species of fish that have no bearing on the actual game, um, other than just to get the achievement for catching all 200 fish. Yeah, that's fine. I played Sonic Boom. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, the, your reward for catching fish is uh, Frog rewards you with the new introduced DLC in-game currency, Frog Coins. <laughs> <laughs> Which is All a right. What do we buy with stars? Frog Coins, Andrew? Caro Caro Cola. Yeah, you can get Caro Caro Cola. Another callbacks to Super Mario RPG, but more importantly, you can buy uh, endgame gear with the frog coins. Okay. Um, so that gives you another thing to collect. Because, if, yeah, if there's one thing that we need, it mm-hmm. is 
more in an already in, more an already established to game more collectibles <laughs> for high tier gear that has a hard time being gamed i play video games the listening audience could not hear my eye roll but if they could they would know it sounded heavy i love i love that any any like make a game episode we do now is just andrew turning turning <laughs> one property into um spreadsheets of the jrpg and it, it's fun. I love hearing how he's going to add add four hundred different conversions. If, if to... EA would just hire me already, they could make so much more money. <laughs> All right, guys. Nintendo has heard your pitches for characters and and annoying dialogue lines and um, DLC missions and mini games, and they are going to confer and come back with a decision today. But before they do, give us one last closing thought, final last word before they go off to deliberate. Matt. Uh, Kyle, listen, I know that most of the assist characters and team party members in Mario RPG are relatively forgettable. And if you look at Pachyderm in his own game, he is incredibly forgettable because he only showed up three times. But for some reason, he's been in three Super Smash Brothers games, which means the people <laughs> want him back. And the people want more of as, that forgettable as character. As we've established, is that is equivalent to, to popularity? <laughs> yes. So put Pachyderm in Mario, put Pachyderm in Smash, and I have one last Put question. Derm in the White House. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and and my last question is: Would you rather pay fifteen dollars for a DLC that is just Chrono Trigger but poorly reskinned to Mario, or would you rather pay fifteen dollars to play fucking Chrono Trigger? I rest my case. I have an answer to that because I've already played Chrono Trigger, <laughs> so I have an answer to that. It's not the answer that you wanted, though. Todd. <laughs> Todd. Closing thoughts. First, I love that Matt took his platform to just like again call out Andrew because this is a fun <laughs> game we're doing. Um, listen, uh, Kyle. The thing here is, I've already given you, I think, a pretty good argument for Brugzo. I think it just really works. I think his story solid. He fits the the equation really, really well. So instead, I'm just going to leave you with what is my favorite Macho Man quote, and <laughs> that that is, "Ooh, you'll eat my rear rockets and like it. Oh yeah." Because he literally said the phrase, you will eat my rear rockets and like it. And so um, that, that, I rest my case. I, I don't think you could have summed it up any better, Todd. Um, Andrew, bring us home. Kyle, thou art aided mine search for Masamune, but thine true purpose has yet to reveal itself. Mine own mission remains to purge the lands of the fell wizard so that mine champion may hap finally rest. Will thou art... Aid me in my noble quest? Question mark. Why, why do we let Andrew do the things he does? <laughs> I, I wish we had the power to stop him. He's grown too powerful in this episode. I have myself become the ultimate weapon. <laughs> All right. Um, so in this, in this conceit we've set up, the Nintendo executives have now gone off to deliberate and confer. Uh, Matt, kick us off with good vibes and say nice things about Todd and Andrew if you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, this was a fun episode. Like, Paper Mario is one of the few RPGs that I've actually played the whole way through. And I think they're fun games. And it's fun to see a bunch of, like, 
offshoot Mario useless NPC enemies turned into characters with backstories and, and abilities and all that stuff. And it's fun. And Brugzo feels like he fits. Like, he's got a weird name that's basically just the character's name, but a little bit different. He's got a weird deformity, which sets him apart from all of the other characters with his same name. I don't know. He feels like he fits there. It's cool. I like Brugzo. I like the wrestling aspect. He really fits in the game. Good job, Todd. That was fun. Um, yeah, that's what I got. We did uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, um, Andrew, I guess Chrono Trigger's a game. Chrono Trigger's a game. Thanks, Matt. You're welcome. Uh, Todd. Yeah, Matt, Pachyderm is such a great pull. Um, I love these, like, random, seemingly throwaway characters from past games that, like, you, like, either you, specifically you, or, like, other people bring up, and we can just be like, oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Like, Mr. I. What? <laughs> right? Who, I know. <laughs> who, who knew that the eyeball you see approximately once in... Uh, Super Mario 64 had a name and a story like anyway and a diverse <laughs> investment portfolio <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so I appreciate that you took um a a two-dimensional character like Pachyderm and like threw him in because like <laughs> let's let's be real like Pachyderm is one of those characters that if it just showed up in a Mario RPG, it's effectively Snorlax for a, an RPG game yeah. where it's like, this is in the way and you got to do a thing to take care of it. Yeah. Of all of these today, I would not be surprised if Pachyderm like shows up as a, as a roadblock at some point yeah. in the game. Just Oh, for sure. Like as a callback. That was a very, it's a very good callback. Any, any Mario game that has any sort of like two dimensional or blocked bridge or something like you have to go through this bridge to finish. Like I could see you could tell me that Pachyderm is in the next one. I'd be like, yeah, that's that's right. Um, so I really liked that. Um, Andrew, every time you talk about Chrono Trigger, it reminds me that I should just play Chrono Trigger. Um, yes. and, should, and not listen to my synopsis. Of <laughs> the best compliment I can give you for Frog is that he is the second favorite suggestion I've ever heard for a Paper Mario sidekick that uses a sword canonically and you're at you're wondering who the first is i am and, and that is bugsy because he carried a sword in the kirby right back at you tv show so um anyway uh frog was a good choice okay got lost kind of in the weeds and i don't ever want to hear <laughs> the plot about mira and mune or whatever uh masa and mune oh good because i cared but like I, <laughs> frog frog has a lot of depth. Perhaps some may say too much depth. What what I love most about you guys in in this group is that we can all recognize each other's contributions equally. Uh, so by that I'll start <laughs> and say, um, Matt, when I saw that you were doing pachyderm and when you mentioned pachyderm, my inner monologue was, "Holy shit, what a pool!" Because um, like I mentioned, it is basically a lock that you have one key that it opens. But I very, very much liked your backstory to Pachyderm and how you fit it. Hey, how you fit all of this like extended Pachyderm universe. Uh, and then you uh, built in like an ultimate weapon for Pachyderm, which is uh, th what did you call it? The, uh, the, the mystic sign of stoptitude. Sign of it stop feels so right. It does it, it feel plays, so right. It plays incredibly well. Um, that that was a lot of fun. And, the, and I think mechanically, too, like. Uh, and a character that can just stop attacks is, is really cool and, and definitely necessary in a game like Paper Mario where you're just kind of like 
always vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Todd, uh, Bugsy, I think it is probably the most realistic answer here. Um, I could definitely see like everything that you walked through be just like a thing. It just, it fits. It's silly enough to fit. Um, and, and much like a lot of the characters, like, oh, this Koopa has a hat. So that's how he's different. (laughs) 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 He's got a, he's got a little bit of a beard. So that's how, you know, he has a personality and he's not just one of the other like millions of Bugsies out there. Um, bo- both of you very well done. That, that was, that was fun. It's the nicest thing you've said today to me today, Andrew. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, he felt bad after swatting your sandwich out of your hand earlier. Yeah. Today. And, and, yeah. Andrew's mean in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like puns and then revenge and then lunch. That's the stages, the stages yeah. of grief. Yeah. And then he's, and then he's all better. Once he's yeah. had lunch, he's all better. Yeah. Um, so the Nintendo execs have come back. They've, they've made a decision. First on the chopping block, um, unfortunately, Andrew, they they called Square. The rights are going to work out. Yeah, uh, it's it, it was it uh, was a we, big. We got ask. so close. We got um, so close. They were they were really hoping for that good tie-in and uh, to launch a string of Square re-releases on the Switch, but it, you know, it's not. I'll, happening. I'll accept defeat. Uh, I'll accept defeat gracefully, but I'm glad that the only reason they didn't do it was for legal legal purposes. That feels like a win to me. So. <laughs> So from there, Matt, unfortunately, they're not going to put uh, make a play a DLC playable character of Pachyderm in this iteration of uh, Paper Mario because they already put Pachyderm in the game as a roadblock um, that'll come up later. So they they like where your head's at, and they might use him for the next one. But he's he's already got a pretty decent role in the game. Listeners, I do not know if he actually has a role in the game. This is all <laughs> fiction. Um, <laughs> Don't um actually at t- at Kyle, please. Yeah, the, this is this is all well before the game has uh, come out and only based on a four minute trailer of the game so far. So that leaves us with Todd Brugzo is going to be our first DLC playable character that you can buy. Um, they they liked the attention to detail that you you got the like deformity that sets him apart from his other the rest of his. Yeah, they, I don't like deformity. Don't yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> knowing that knowing that one of them in the first game was like a Koopa Troopa with a bandaid on his cheek. Like <laughs> he's got the the difference that sets him apart from a from defining feature. A defining he's feature. unique. Um, the they like the combat idea. They really like the the Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, rip-off lines you just you wrote a very good uh paper mario character and so you did all the work for them and they're gonna they're gonna take your work and profit off of it so do you know what i have to say to that kyle i i'm afraid oh yeah (laughs) you get it because like macho man randy savage used to say so listeners thanks for debate for listening to debate this Follow along with the argument on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Debate This Cast. And you can now find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash debate this cast. Uh, we would very much appreciate your support there as well. Until next time, I am Kyle Harper. I'm Matt. Put Pachyderm in the White House, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Todd, playing Craft and Loose Thomas. Uh, and I'm Andrew, ribbited for your pleasure, oh. Henderson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, that one's really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and 
we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. What have we done? I've just got this image of, like, Frog with very suggestive eyebrows. Like, looking at the camera. Uh.